Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Cavall, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? amigos and welcome to episode 44 of not another socks podcast i am jack webster here with matt galveo and matt lebeau as always fellas we just wrapped up the winter meetings that's right you know we uh there wasn't really a whole lot um to talk about the last few weeks here but uh you know with the winter meetings um you know uh concluding here we're uh there's a lot there's a lot to dig in you know a lot's been going down especially the last 48 hours um not just with the red sox but around baseball in general so um yeah looking looking forward to breaking this all down yep yep it's been a hell of a day what a day um man the only thing i could concentrate on was just couldn't concentrate on work couldn't couldn't do anything just, just Red Sox, um, but it felt good to get a couple W's today. You know, you couldn't it, even get on Hinge today, dude. That's no, how, no, that, that you weren't that, even like focused on Hinge, dude. It was that busy. It was that yeah. busy. So, um, we're back, though. The Red Sox are back, and they're spending money, and we're headed in the right direction. So, this is gonna be a nice episode. You know, we haven't done one in a while, but you know, it's just been a wasteland of nothingness. So I was going to say, what, what were we even going to talk about over the last month? Like a fucking like lefty reliever like that came in and fucking uh, park from the Pirates. Like there was really what there was really nothing going on really into the last three, four days uh, when almost everything feels like it uh, yeah. happens. At the I winter think release. like the only thing that happened was Nacho Fries came back. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty much about it. Dude. Yeah, really. I don't think I think only maybe. Kyle Sullivan and maybe Tim, a couple other guys would want a Jolie Rodriguez episode, but you know, I, I don't think that it was really worth our time. So uh, now we got some, you know, some, some guys with some big cocks coming in. So yeah, um, we're, you know, now, now we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. We're hoping for some uh, more news too. I think uh, you kind of hope this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we still haven't heard anything about Xander as of uh, 9.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So by the time you're listening, who knows what might have happened? Who knows what might have happened with Devers or yeah. any other moves that uh, might have been like overflow from the winter meetings or anything. But we do finally have, you know, things to talk about. Um, and, you know, I think at the end of the year, uh, some of the moves that we made before, even like Chris Martin and uh, Jolie Rodriguez, I want to say, yeah. um, uh, th those are going to be guys that are going to be, you know, solid additions that, you know, um, come February when, you know, uh, pitchers and catchers break camp, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we have this guy now. So uh, I feel like, you know, there's a lot more to come and, you know, having a lot of those depth pieces are going to really help us out throughout the uh, 2023 and beyond seasons. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sorry. absolutely. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, communication. We've been uh, we've been waiting for uh, you know Heim Bloom and the Red Sox to cook for a while. Um, you know they made some some obviously some moves with the bullpen, which is uh, one of the more glaring holes that we've that we saw from the team last year. Um, and it's nice to him to kind of get a, a couple of arms in there. Um, you know, shore up that bullpen, um, give Cora a little bit, um, you know, some more options to work with throughout the year because um you know last year obviously you know red sox fans you know we all saw what a you know very mid bullpen was probably honestly below mid um but it was nice for him to get a couple of arms in there you know sure that up and um you know hopefully that's not an issue uh in 2023 you know so yeah good on, you, good on him for doing that yeah that that is it is good because you know, it is the biggest hole, and he addressed it right away. You know, you got two guys that um, throw a lot of strikes, don't walk a lot of guys, that are very dependable. And uh, Jolie Rodriguez, you know, I mean, I don't give a fuck about him. But uh, Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen, awesome, yep. awesome additions. Um, 
you you know you spent close to what that's close to 40 plus million dollars on just the the bullpen so far so um over 40 if you factor in Jolie Rodriguez so uh definitely a, a big glaring hole as you mentioned uh, good to see that addressed right off the rip and um obviously you know hopefully can continue to address some of the other holes that the team has because the team still has plenty of holes. Although it was a right. good day, although we're really very happy with the results um, of today, there's still a lot of holes. Yeah, they were, I mean, it's not only the, was the bullpen a hole, but closer specifically um, when you look at the bullpen, because last year, obviously, you start off with Matt Barnes, which obviously went up in flames very quickly. Um, then you tried to make, you know, Tanner Houck work at one point. You tried to put Garrett Whitlock in that situation. He was kind of back and forth from the rotation to the bullpen um, and even in that closer position. Um, so it was nice to see. I mean, Kenley Jansen's a huge signing, a veteran guy. Um, you know, he's won in this league. Um, and, it, and it's nice to get that, to get like an actual um, closer in your bullpen and a guy that you can rely on. Um, you know, throughout the season, instead of trying to, you know, be have a closer by committee, uh, which is essentially what they had in uh, in 22. So um, it's nice to get that position locked up for sure. Yeah, and it, it it's kind of like you were saying, really nice to have that guy in the ninth inning specifically. You know who's coming out when it's a safe situation. It's Kenley Jansen. And you I mean, is he probably going to be an all-star or Hoffman award winner at the end of the year? Probably not. I mean, there are some concerns. It's not a perfect match. Uh, he is a fly ball pitcher at Fenway Park that historically hasn't been great. But um, I think as a guy that's going to come in, be our closer for two years, a little bit older, don't even care. I think this is exactly what we need uh, because you saw a lot last year where if we were just better in the bullpen and didn't blow half as many saves before the trade deadline, we probably end up spending a bit more in terms of prospects in order to get some of the pieces that we do need. And that really does make a difference at the end of the year, because if we, you know, we what truly went in instead of kind of being wishy-washy selling and buying at the deadline, who knows what might've happened. We probably still wouldn't have won the world series. The Astros were just, best team in the American League this year. There's no denying that. But for 2023, I think having a little bit more of those puzzle pieces being clear to start the year is uh, going to really make a big difference. Uh, gives Tanner Houck more of a defined role. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, Chris Martin, who we barely even talked about so far. Um, you know, that uh, ninth inning or whatever, you can kind of use him uh, what, however you feel fit. And, um, same thing with Schreiber and everybody else. Like it just really lengthens that bullpen where um Cora is gonna be able to do what he wants on any given night, even if it's you know, can't we pitch two days? You still have guys that are dependable to close out games, you still have guys that are able to bridge it from the sixth inning on, which is uh just gonna be a lot more refreshing th than last year. And I still think, you know, there's probably a few more places we're gonna add on in that bullpen. In that starting rotation, have a little bit of a flux, uh, you know, with like James Paxton um, and even probably Nick Pavetta, uh, depending on how everything shapes up. So we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, great moves. And um, I really do think um, that we're going to have more here. Yeah. And, and I mean, whenever you whenever you blow 28 saves in a year, obviously it's a huge um, it, it's a huge hole you know, the, the, the closer position, um, you know, it wasn't the most in the league, but it was, it was close to it. And if you look at like, so the least blown saves in the league were the Baltimore Orioles. They had 13. The Red Sox were a better team than the Orioles, in my opinion. Uh, they just have a better roster. And the difference between where they finished and where the Orioles finished, um, the, the blown saves, that was it. I mean, 28 to 13, that's, that's 15 games that you blow. Um, it's tough to come back from that, you know. And there's some usual suspects here, like the Rays led the league, which, I mean, they're just, you know, that bullpen is just always like a committee anyways. Um, and the Marlins were second, you know, in the, in the majors. So um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a massive hole to address, but also Chris Martin too. You know, that's another huge piece because um, the guy just throws strikes, and y- you can't put a value on that coming out of the bullpen because there are so many just sloppy appearances where you were giving up easy at bats or walking guys in, in big situations. You can't have that, especially if you're trying to compete. Um, so Chris Martin is going to help this bullpen out a lot. I'm really excited. To, to see him. He just looks like he should pitch in Boston. I tweeted that. He just has the jawline of a Red Sox pitcher. I don't know why. He just does. He just looks like he just should pitch in Boston. I don't understand. Yeah, certain guys just have that look, you know. Um, and like you like you mentioned, you're, you're you know, you, you look at the jawline and, you know, I'd love to get like just a side by side of like all the uh, like the pitchers on the Red Sox staff and just see if they actually do really have similar draw lines. I think that'd yeah. be that'd be a nice little study to do. You know, it looks like like it just looks like him and it, it looks like Rick Porcello and John Lackey like had a kid a little bit. You know, <laughs> like I feel like he could rob a Boston bank and be like, oh, what was the description of the guy? He was like, oh, he's a six two, one ninety five. Um, you know, he had a gray or a, a brown beard, uh, wearing a gray Pats hoodie and a socks hat. And like, you know, you wouldn't be able to find that guy in a million years. It looks like, you know, just being you're walking down the fucking street like that. But um, I definitely feel like, you know, that's a really good fit. I mean, um, you saw a lot of guys like Eflin and uh, Andrew Heaney go to their hometowns. And I feel like Chris Martin. Uh, even though he is not from Boston, he is still from Boston at the end of the yeah. day. Whether he yeah, he looks not. like he he looks like he he could be from here. Um, I, I, that that's a good point. The the segue into Heaney. I'm not, dude. I don't care about fucking Andrew Heaney. Are you kidding me? People are upset no, about no. him. He sucks. The guy sucks. I mean, people I, are were upset that we finished second. The people weren't. People would be equally upset if we did get him. People were going to be upset no matter what. Yeah, I guess. People, once it came out, like, oh, Sox were interested. They gave him more money. Same with Eflin. Like, people would have been fucking furious if those moves ended up happening. Um, and you yeah. know, then it, it sucks finishing second for Abreu and for uh, Eflin and everybody else. But like, these are still guys that like other teams just ended up overpaying for and that's yeah. fine that they overpaid for them and we guess, overpaid for probably kenley and martin that's fine too like yeah, I, we're I the red sox finishing second it never feels good you know with the free agent but like andrew heaney i mean that guy sucks he's fucking horrendous and he has he has one good nope. year and you know like if that guy goes to the Bronx after 2021. I mean, people want to kill that guy's fucking kids. Like, he's... <laughs> yeah. They hate him in the it Bronx. It was bad. And yeah. that's because he was terrible in 2021 with that, with the Yankees. And, I mean, if that's any indication, like, you know, you can't pitch for the Yankees, probably can't pitch for the Red Sox. You know? Uh, like, perfect, perfect, like, National League or West Coast guy. You know? So, but I don't want him on my team. Especially for what? What do you get, like, $40 million? Uh, two thirty, two years, thirty-five million. I want to say, even still, that's it's Andrew Heaney who made seventeen starts or whatever last year, and you know, or thirteen. I even think it was less than seventeen. And you know, he pitched good during those innings, but like, are why are we giving kind of somebody who was a flash in the pan that much money? I get the market is what it is, but. Um, that's one I'm completely fine on missing out on. Yeah, people really were up in arms over Andrew Heaney, which is wild. Yeah, he's, he's so, he's, he's pretty mid, I'd say. I mean, he had that, he had the good year, but I mean, overall, man, I don't really think he's anything special. Yeah, no, I mean, and you see a guy like, uh, Tyler Anderson, who, took uh three years 39 million essentially the same money over the course of an extra year when i would probably take tyler anderson over andrew heaney and i mean are either of those guys you know perfect fits for the red sox they would probably be an addition but i you know think we might even have our uh target set on a little bit more here so uh, i think a lot you know the puzzle pieces are kind of falling into place it was very unclear for a while if you follow us on twitter 
uh, or especially your individual accounts who'll be like, oh, yeah, like this this team has given up, uh, you know, a week ago. But, you know, the tides have turned. Uh, we uh, we're very, um, you know, with uh, the current events and, and everything. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I was losing a little faith. And, and um, I wouldn't say it's, you know, they're out of the woods yet. I mean, there's no pen to paper with Xander Bogart. So that's what this whole thing is about. You know, I, I mean, great. It's nice to sign, um, you know, uh, Yoshida. But we'll um, get to that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Obviously, I mean, they, they know about it. We, we're not, this isn't, we're not, there, there's no spoilers here. I mean, they know we <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you know what's up. We'll, it, we'll give you some credit. Yeah. I, I mean, so it's nice to sign Yoshida. It's nice to sign Martin. It's nice to sign Jansen. You know, the Xander Bogart's rumors are great, but, uh, you know, we, we, that's what this is all about. That's why you traded Mookie Betts was to keep a guy like Xander Bogart and Raphael Depp. So, although that, yeah, it's cool signing these guys. I'll be equally upset if, um, if 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 they don't keep Bogarts and they don't keep Devers. And honestly, all these contracts that I'm seeing, uh, you know, we'll kind of segue into Aaron Judge a little bit here too. But like, if somebody who's um, five, six, seven years older than Judge is getting ten years, three hundred and sixty million dollars or whatever, Raphael Devers is getting more money than that. If he enter, if he has you know a monster year in twenty three, and enters free agency, he's going to get more years and more money, uh, just because of the position that he's in. So there's really no better time to lock up somebody like that than right now. Uh, the best yeah. time to lock up Xander Bogarts was a few years ago when Dave Dombrowski did. Given that there was an opt out with that, and we're in that position now, but. Um, the best time really is now the market is only going to be going up by the way that we've seen all these contracts go down and, um, you know, hopefully with more competitive balance to the last CBA, a lot of these small market teams are going to be spending a lot more money too. You hear people talking about, uh, Xander Bogarts to the fucking diamondbacks. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's such diamondbacks. And yeah, like, it's just mind blowing that the Red Sox can't match the Diamondbacks, the Padres. I know they're spending shit tons on everybody and losing out too, but like we should be that club blowing people out of the water. I don't give a shit about the luxury tax. I don't give a shit about John Henry's money that he has to spend. We should be doing this right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like the whole frustrating part, right? Is that you are you're literally the Boston Red Sox, and you you should be able to sign your guys, you know, uh, Alexander and endeavors. And, and I mean, it, it really shouldn't ever be an issue financially. I mean, you should be able to outbid, um, a lot of these other clubs, um, you know, that are in the mix as well. So, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why it's been so frustrating. It's like, just pay them, just pay them, you know? Yeah. No, you got to, um, you, you got to. And like you, like you mentioned Jack too. I mean, you, you take a chance right now, if you entered 23 with, um, you know, Devers on his, on the last year of his contract, um, you know, like you mentioned, he has, I mean, he, if he goes out and has a huge, huge year, um, that price tag skyrockets. And then you end up having to pay way more money than you would have if you just did it now. Um, and you're going to take, I mean, if they want to, if they want to take that risk, then, you know, you're, you're going to end up having to pay more money. I'd, I'd much rather just get it done, um, now, but, I mean, there there's still time to get it done before the season. Yeah, so. and I'm I'm pretty confident about the Devers situation more than I was, um, and I'm confident about the Bogarts situation. Um, but yeah, like the the Diamondbacks thing, like that's just it 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 really sucks to uh, be manipulated so much by the media and by agents. You know, like they just control so much um, that. Like, I mean, you, if you're smart enough, you'll know, like, who's legit and who's not. Like, the Yankees were never interested in Xander Bogarts. And it just nope. wasn't a thing. The Diamondbacks were, were never interested in Xander Bogarts. And the, the mental gymnastics that they have to go through for them to be like, well, 
you know, Mike Hazen, it, what, he was, he worked for Red Sox. And it's like, dude, okay, <laughs> like, who the fuck cares? Like, well, Arizona is a city in America. Xander Bogarts lives in America. The Diamondbacks <laughs> yeah, yeah. are interested. Like, it's so, it's so fucking stupid. Like, I don't, you're going to tell me that the, the Arizona Diamondbacks have a payroll of like 50 million are interested in Xander Bogarts because Mike Hazen, it worked for the Boston Red Sox while Xander Bogarts was coming up through the system. Like, give me a break, really. I mean, this is fucking stupidity. It's I mean, so the, stupid. I'm, the Diamondbacks, they play baseball. And I think Xander Bogarts is a baseball player. So, I mean, it the shoe fits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it is. It, it is crazy, like, the, the shit that they just, like, dig into. And they're just like, oh, let's put these puzzle pieces together. And, like, it's like the gif of, uh, you know... Uh, Zach hangover Zach Alphanakis yeah, yeah. with all the numbers yeah. and it's like that's literally what they're doing they're just trying to pick at any little thing to put the pieces together to make it yeah. fit no no surprise here Mike Hazen worked for the Boston Red Sox what do you mean no surprise they haven't spent on anyone since fucking Madison Bumgarner like yeah that's a huge surprise <laughs> yeah that ended up going great right yeah no but I mean it's nice to see a spend. Uh, we kind of touched upon this before. Uh, kind of, you know, while a lot of people were waiting for that Xander Bogarts news uh, this afternoon on Wednesday, uh, we got a little bit of a surprise signing of uh, Masataka Yoshida, uh, Japanese outfielder, um, five years, $85 million plus the $15 million posting fee, which nobody has to care about. That's just John Henry's money that he's given some the oryx buffalo for yeah the the rights to claim them so don't worry about that 50 million it's not a hundred million dollar deal it's an 85 million dollar deal less than 20 million uh per year which is fucking chump change nowadays and um i think this is a guy that's uh really gonna fit in our lineup um uh, and uh you know has a little bit of flexibility where that he might even end up uh, in this roster in the lineup and everything else yeah, I mean it solidifies your outfield, you know. Um that w- that was a that was another hole last year. Um you know, with JBJ and then w- well, you got rid of Renfro and then you filled in with JBJ and and now you got, you know, Verdugo, you got Kike, um and and then you know you got him uh you know, you got him coming in now, so it solidifies uh it solidifies your outfield and um which is great for this team. I mean, that was a, another hole that was filled um by Heim Bloom and you're starting to see the lineup, you know, get solidified a, a, a little bit more. Um yeah, which is which is great, you know. No, for sure. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna just stick with Yoshi because I don't want to do what Matt Galveo just did, which is dude, I literally you, you, just you, like you, I, you got, I had a stroke. Now dude. you got him now you got him coming in and 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 this guy is gonna be really good. You so. you can literally sound it out. Hold on, let let me pull it up here. That's, yeah, we know. Yeah, like, I think Yoshi is yeah. a good one. It is. I think Yoshi Masa Taka Yoshida. It's it's Masa not Taka, a hard it's not a hard name. Yoshida. It's not a hard name. It the only <laughs> it's reason not. it's it's the only reason it's hard is because it's it's a foreign name to us and we forget it easy. That's why for me, like I don't I forget it because it's not a common name. It's not a name I've right. ever heard before. So. It's not hard to pronounce. It's just hard to sometimes remember off the top of your head. So I think Yoshi. It did take me one. a few, uh, uh, a little uh, bit uh, to make sure I'm not seeing Masahiro oh, right, or Masahiro. Uh, Matsuzaka or anything. Hey, like, admittedly, hey, yeah. you know, those are similar names at least. But Matsu, uh, I feel like exactly. after you know a month of this, we're gonna be you know perfectly okay. Yeah, your your brain is gonna go to things that you automatically remember. So like Masahiro and Matsui and Matsuzaka and and, and etc. But yeah, I'm going with Yoshi for the Yoshi's foreseeable future. One. Um, like maybe that. might like switch over to like, you know, Matty ice or something like that. But, um, I like Yoshi for now and I think he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to help the team a lot. He's going to very good signing. Um, this was kind of like, uh, you know, like what something FSG is actually used to with like the whole, uh, transfer fee or posting fee, right? Like that's how you get players in the premier league, right? You got to pay a team, a fee, and then you, you, you pay the player, the contract. So, uh, this is not foreign to them. You know, they've spent $100 million for a transfer fee, you know, before. So um, with Liverpool, you know, and so 
Um, I, I like it. I'm excited about it. I'm, I think this helps the outfield a lot. I hear he's not the best fielder, which sucks, but I mean, who cares? You know? Yeah. yeah so a little scouting report from uh, everything that I've been reading on him so far. He is a corner outfielder, most likely left field at Fenway. He might even slide into that DH spot um, after the first year or two um, with Boston, depending, you know, how things go. Uh, he's not the best base runner, apparently. I'm going to just try to get the bad stuff out of the way, uh, first of all. Uh, I was watching MLB Network earlier before, and a hitter that they compared him to, which is going to go favorably in Boston, is a left-handed Dustin Pedroia, where, you know, he might only hit a dozen home runs. He only hit, um, I think, 20 home runs in 121 uh, games in the NPL last year, which is not a crazy amount. But the thing to really look out for this guy is he's going to hit for high average, he's going to get on base, and he's not going to strike out. So those three things are going to be very beneficial to uh, really balance out the lineup. He might even end up hitting leadoff depending on where things go um, or maybe batting second. I really uh, think, you know, by the end of the year, he's not going to be in that sixth, seventh, eighth spot in the lineup. He's going to be with the big boys as a table setter. So I think over the next five years, really not paying a lot of money for that. Uh, people have been saying he's a lot more developed hitter uh, than, say, a Suzuki that we were all really high on this yeah. time last year. So I think this is, you know, about as big of a pickup as you're going to see all off season, and um, really fills that left field hole. Maybe even the DH role if you're able to get somebody who's green right field, you move Verdugo over to left, something like that. But like this, this is a legitimate major league baseball hitter that's uh, going to be a wrecking ball uh, in this lineup. Yeah, he, you know what, he, um, his profile kind of like reminds me of what like Andrew Benintendi should have been. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like high high on base need 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 a high needed a higher on base from from Benintendi um a lot of hits he is going to drive in a lot of runs get a lot of doubles and then he's going to hit the occasional bomb you know um so I, I like I said I'm 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 really pleased with the the scouting report and the breakdown um I think he's a better hitter than Suzuki he's just not as good of a fielder you know so um, but I'm excited. I mean, you know, the, the guys that they'll have that can work the count, Cassis, uh, Devers, Bogarts, um, you know, Yoshi. I mean, they're just going to be just taking pitch after pitch after pitch, taking a lot of walks, um, working deep into the count. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great lineup. Yeah, I saw uh, earlier today, um, I forgot who, who tweeted it out, but they um, they were saying that last, you know, last year, um bloom really was was big out big on uh say suzuki um obviously that didn't end up happening so this year when yoshi was available um he really made it a point to to push hard for him and, and to sign him so um it looked like this was his guy um to address the outfield this year so um yeah it's a it's a, it's a great player to to bring into this lineup yeah, and I think it really caught most of the league by uh, surprise because he did have a 45-day posting window, which started today, uh, Wednesday, December 7th, and uh, would have gone all the way to January 20th, I believe I read. Uh, but he could have negotiated with plenty of other clubs, uh, found, you know, a contract that worked right, but... Day one, he saw what he wanted from Boston, saw that it was probably going to be a good fit for him, and just signed on the dotted line for Hein Bloom and the Red Sox. So I think that really does stand out for me, and that's something that I'm really not going to forget out the, for the length of his uh, contract here, that he probably had Boston penciled as the team he wanted to go to for the money that we gave him. Hmm. Yeah, I, very quick in the process. And um, also, a uh, uh, point of, of note, uh, Scott Boris negotiation early ah. on in the process. Yeah, so Scott Boris negotiated the deal, apparently, according to multiple tweets, uh, which maybe there was a little two-for-one special, you know, like maybe a little, little hand jibber and reach around at the same time. <laughs> um you know, a little, little double action sword. 
with Xander Bogarts. So um, that'd be awesome, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's the prize, right? He's what this is all about. So Yoshi's awesome, love him, but it, it all comes down to Xander or else this offseason is a failure. And I don't want to hear the – I don't want Correa. I do not want Carlos Correa. Nope. He's a, he's a little bitch. He's a lot of other words that I cannot say. But um, I don't want to pay somebody when we can just pay Xander. Right. Like yeah. that's what it comes down to for me. I I would say Correa is probably better than Xander. He's a little younger too. I want Xander goddamn Bogarts because he's a goddamn Red Sox. Yep. He's Mr. Red Sox. He is. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Put the C on his chest. Put the C on his goddamn chest. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, uh, there has been news over the last day now. Uh, hopefully, I think I even said this earlier by the time you're listening, maybe things have wrapped up on uh, this front of uh, Xander Bogarts. But it would be very, very nice if he ended up staying in Boston for however much money, I don't give a shit. Just fucking give him a blank check. Like, no money, like, will be come out. We'll be like, ah, oh, man, we overpaid for Xander. That will never happen. I will be like, oh, we gave him fucking Aaron Judge's contract. That's fine. Yeah, I don't care. He's younger than Aaron Judge. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah but um, <clears throat> something like that, like, I don't want anybody else. I want Xander goddamn Bogarts. Yeah. And it looks like it's trending in that direction, you know, from what people have been saying. But, I mean... People say a lot of things, so you never know. But um, it looks like it's heading in, into the direction that, you know, he's he's going to be back. So um, that's that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And we need it to happen. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of tweets, right? A lot of eyeball emoji tweets, which, yeah. you know, I'll be honest. I, I do like I do like the guy. You know, Marino Pepin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of get on my nerves with the crypt with the cryptic tweets. I mean, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I am out. He's dude. It's too much, man. It's too much. Follow me on Instagram and make sure you turn on push notifications so that way I can tweet out cryptic messages about Raphael Devers two months later. No, no. Unless if you're putting that sources breaking in front of it, whatever that is in Spanish. Like, I, I, I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, I know you have that inside track uh, with uh, Bogey and uh, Devers specifically, but shut up unless if you have real news. Don't make it sound like you're you're about to break something. If I you're... know. I hear you. I agree. I totally agree. I'm kind of out. He yeah, ends it up wild. breaking the Xander news or the Devers news. Back in. <laughs> Until then, shut <laughs> up. What yeah. did he post today? He posted like he uh, he quote tweeted like money, he and he's put like, like the money, money emoji, and yeah. then like a black a black fist, and then like a white fist. Like it was like Xander Bogarts and like high and blue. Like <laughs> my imagination was running wild. Then he posted like a, more money and like a, a calendar emoji, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like what is this guy doing? All I know is if 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 Bogarts walks and like nothing happens. He just needs to go into like wit witness protection. Like <laughs> honestly, I think we know some other up. people that need to go into witness protection. Um, specifically, John Heyman and uh, that other fucking I Jake's dude or whatever uh, that posted that the San Francisco Giants were going to be signing Aaron Judge. And, and you know, now's as good of a time as any to jump into any of that. But um, yeah, that uh, was a crazy uh, little while here where um, uh, we got a whole bunch of fake news from it. So the the Giants made a big move. They did sign uh, Aaron Judge's cousin Arson. Um, yeah. So that's big. I mean, good move for them. I think he's a hell of a player. Yeah, they did. Um. But no, I mean, th this is like this. This is the problem with like the whole like breaking news thing, especially in sports. It's like everybody just tries to be first, and then you look like an asshole when things like this happen, um, and and you lose you lose credibility. You know, um, I'd rather just the guy be right. Stop right. trying to just stop trying to be the first one because 
then then things like this happen and then you just look awful you lose your credibility and then the next time you actually break something no one's gonna believe you you lose all trust with fans that way just that's it's just like to all these journalists like just be right don't you don't have to everybody just tries to rush to be the first person to break the news so they get all the credit and then it's like oh uh and then when it actually happened, it's like, oh, uh, Aaron Judge signs with the Giants per uh, John Heyman. They they all want to have their name after per. That's like yeah. a big thing now. It's like, dude, yeah, shut up about no, that. And I agree. Just get it right. It's annoying. It's annoying. You know, I and I think I, I that's why I kind of respect Mr. Pepin's approach because he's like he's like not saying anything. He's just like hinting at yeah. things, and then when it, when it drops, he's gonna be like, I told you so. <laughs> And like, but like he didn't, you didn't, you did it though. You just like, I, like I, I could just tweet eyeballs all day. And then when like something happens, I'll be like, look, this, this is what this yeah. was about. I told, I, was, yeah. I tried telling you guys, like, this is what this was about. Like, but no, dude, you can't just do that. You yeah. uh, get me a source, you know, get me a, a get me a breaking that, yeah. that breaking colon hits different breaking colon yeah, sources colon that hits Break- different. Breaking colons hit different. Breaking sure. colons hit different. So that's what I when, want. When that Yoshida like breaking out of nowhere uh, tweet hit from passing earlier, it's like holy shit! Like you weren't you weren't listening to anything on MLB Network or any rumblings. That hit absolutely different. Yeah, it's like doing cocaine. Really, it does hit different. That that that's like such a rush for a little bit, and you're still I'm still living off the high. I'm, I'm still really excited. The high would have been so much better if they if they finished the Bogarts thing today. So yeah. there there's still time left in today. Yeah, there is. There <laughs> it, is. It's only seven I, o'clock on the West Coast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but the winter meetings are kind of wrapping up. So yeah, they're all on their planes. But you know what? But it's apparently the judge thing wrapped up last night, and we didn't hear about it until five a.m. Uh, Western time today. Imagine being a Giants fan. <laughs> and oh, uh, yeah, oh, it, hearing that your team signed Aaron Judge from John Heyman, it is on the one yard line. All they need to do is that QB sneak right in. And then all of a sudden it's intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler and the Yankees come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, you know, you know, what's crazy, though, is like even with Hanniger, even with Judge, that lineup is still incredibly mid. Like if that if they signed Judge. So like if I'm a Giants fan, I'm pissed right now. I'm like, this guy is the only chance of us having like a good lineup. Like that, I'm not yeah. saying they're a terrible team all around, but their lineup is not good. It's not good. Nobody has hit 30 home runs as a San Francisco Giant since Barry Bonds. Is that true? Really? In wow. 2004, nobody has hit 30 home runs in a San Francisco San Francisco Giant uniform. Since Barry Lamar Bonds in 2004. Wow. Pablo must have yeah. came pretty close, but... I don't know. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I feel like the Giants always have those teams where they have, like, a bunch of guys that hit, like, 15 to 20. And then, like, they, they're very, like, they, they spread the wealth out throughout the lineup. Um, I feel like they really haven't had a guy that just goes out and just hit bombs since Barry Bonds. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Belt... Is a good yeah. one, or I guess. Yeah, but, but he's he has Brandon Belt ever hit more than twenty five? Even has Buster um, Posey ever hit more than twenty seven? Probably not. No, clearly not. Buster Posey won an MVP award with not without hitting thirty home runs, and I mean Justin Pedroia did too. Like I'm not dissing Buster Posey on that, but like that's a thing that happened. Yeah. Wow. You just you just uh, spitting facts. Yeah, brother. I mean, it's fine. Like, I I don't care if the MVP hits thirty home runs as long as they're the best player. Yeah. Yeah, that must suck. (laughs) (laughs) To be a Giants fan today, of course. Yeah, except you know, you've won three over the last uh, decade plus. Um, And I also saw like a whole bunch of Yankees fans be like. Oh, would you rather go to New York or San Francisco uh, if you want to win championships? San Francisco! Oh, yeah. my God! Yeah. Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, I saw somebody uh, earlier before the fucking um, 
uh, Judge News broke, like, oh, they're trying to compare it to Robinson Cano. The Giants have won, like, two, three World Series since Robinson Cano went over. The Yankees have won none. What What are you talking about? Like, yeah. no fan base deserves Aaron Judge less than the New York Yankees. <laughs> after booing him, after hitting 211 in the postseason, striking out so many times, and begging for him to come back, thinking that he left, throwing him to the trash for that five minutes John Heyman left, all of a sudden to just be on that fucking coattails again. Yeah. Yep. This is the New York Yankees fan just base. riding the waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's a tough look. It's a tough look. I just can't believe you boo a guy that had 60 home runs. I just can't. I, got, I, I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine people at Fenway doing that. Cocktail. Imagine Fenway booing David Ortiz. No. <laughs> David yeah. Ortiz, like, after David Ortiz not only broke the American League home run record, but after David Ortiz broke the Red Sox single season record, breaking Ted Williams, that was like the biggest thing back then. Like right, well, nobody would ever even think about booing this guy for the rest of his career, even after what it was 2010, 2011, when like he got off to that terrible start and like Mike Lowell was pinch hitting for him. Nobody was booing Poppy. Right. And, and Yankee fans excuses. Oh, well, we're like, we've been desperate for a world series. So like, you know, playoffs get frustrating, but like, dude, the Red Sox had an 86 year drought in 2003 and 2000, you know, 2000, one in 2000 when you were losing the playoffs like th- the players were getting booed in the playoffs you know like i'm not saying red sox fans don't ever boo their own players sometimes they deserve it but yeah. you're not getting booed in the playoffs nomar wasn't getting booed no god no pedro wasn't getting booed no just Sorry. doesn't happen yeah just doesn't happen at the end of the day really it's tough. But, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for uh, for uh, a guy that's a little older, and you know, at the end of that, con- you know, guys that that guy that's had you know an injury history as well. Um, but hey, we'll we'll see how that works out. Just his physical stature, like his yeah. size, you know, they're he's gonna wear down. He is. That's, he's I like heard. a tight end. He he's he's almost like Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Or like he like how can a guy like this be able to play every single day unless if he transit uh, transitions into dh which will ultimately drop his value uh from you know uh not a gold glove right fielder but from an above average right fielder yeah. to somebody that's um giancarlo stanton essentially yeah i mean and and the thing is is pay 37 million dollars for a dh and still have to fill out nine positions on your lineup card is almost impossible as a team. I mean, it's it's so hard. And not only that, pay Judge that, pay Stan that, pay Garrett Cole that, pay yeah. Josh Donaldson $27 million a year. I don't know what the Yankees are going to be able to do outside of this. They got a lot of huge contracts on the books. And, Yankees uh, are, they're top heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yankees, are, Yankees are done for this offseason. Maybe like a couple small signings, but nothing big. They won't, they won't be in with Kodai. Or anyone like that. No. I mean, like, it almost reminds me of when Albert Pujols was a free agent 10, 11 years ago, I think now even, almost to the day, when he signed with the Los Angeles Angels. Do you think the St. Louis Cardinals were upset that Albert Pujols left for those 10 years? Not at all. Yeah. Do you- yeah, that's a, really good, that's a really good analogy. And those Angels years, a couple of them were good, but most of them were really a tragedy honestly you paid for the name you paid for the branding you paid for everything that comes along with albert Pujols and aaron judge yeah but the other, the other thing too though to keep in mind is Pujols like was less athletic like judge is, a, is is an athlete yeah you know right so i mean we'll see i i i think but like by by year six or seven though when they're paying almost 40 million dollars to a guy who is just Wow, that old. I mean, it's an albatross of a contract, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. 
If you think Yankees fans are booing now, just wait till uh, 20, uh, 29. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine Aaron Judge in 2029. Imagine Aaron Judge in 2031 when this contract ends. No, yeah, it'll be a bloodbath. He'll have demanded a trade. Yeah, he'll have demanded a trade. <laughs> oh, by that time, <laughs> yeah. Now and have them learn pre-algebra. By by that time, Judge will still be a Yankee. The Red Sox will have traded Marcelo Meyer for a huge prospect haul. <laughs> it's sad but true. Uh, no, nah, I, I I want to uh, I want to say you know I've been really hard on Heim Bloom, but today he proved me wrong, and I'm very I, I got it. I always give credit where credit is due. You know, I'm not I'm not, I never like push a narrative with the Red Sox. I don't have a narrative. I'm upset when they don't do things that I like. And I'm mad and I'm happy when they do things that I like. Right. So, um, you know, like I, I don't I don't care that like Heim Bloom might not be he might not be my favorite executive that they've ever had. He still there's a chance for him to be that. But um, he proved me wrong today. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about that. Like, again, I'm not like right. I'm not like the miserable old sports hub, you know, Red Sox fan that's like, you know, really only watches the Patriots now and just wants to hate on the Red Sox and, and is upset when the Red Sox do something good because it doesn't support their narrative. You know, I, like I, I'm, I'm genuinely happy. And I'm, I think, yeah. I hope Bloom proves me and everyone else wrong and gets over the goal line with Sandra Bogarts. Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, but there, there's, there's been reason that you, you know, you felt that way. There's reason that Red Sox fans have, felt this way for the last little while about Heim Bloom is because Absolutely. it has been frustrating and it's been the, the frustration's been warranted like um but but now with you know with the moves today and hopefully you know the the, the Bogart signing um you know hopefully when when that happens um should happen at this point but um you know that'll that'll change things for for Heim Bloom and people's perspective about him um and then the next big thing is it will be Devers after that. But Bogarts is that that first step. Um, but yeah, I mean the the frustration's been warranted. It's not that you know Red Sox fans have been pissed for no reason. Um, there was a reason right. behind it, and you know he's starting to make good on that. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know throughout the rest of the winter here. Yeah, and if you're listening, don't let people tell you like don't be upset or like don't. You know, don't be impatient. Like, no, we, you, you should be upset. You should be impatient. This is a team that came in last, last year, that has more money than God and the fucking Illuminati. And you're going to sit here and tell me that we can't keep Xander Bogarts, we can't keep Raphael Devers? Uh, of course you should be upset. Uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, you always overreact whenever, like, a free agent signs somewhere. Like, you know, like yesterday when Andrew Heaney went to fucking Texas or wherever stupid place he went. I, I didn't care. I, I, you know, it was fine. Um, but like when I see like, like a Matt Strom, like that kind of pissed me off. I was like, well, Matt Strom, I mean, you know, I, I thought that was an easy one. I thought it was a good fit, you know, I needed a bullpen, but then you see Kenley and it's like, all right, well now I'm glad we didn't get strong. Like, right. you know, um, so you got to give credit where credit is due. And you got to be a little patient, but you can't be like too be like you know wishy washy with this. You got to put a little pressure on. Fans you don't want to wait. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to wait forever. And and like you like you mentioned too with like the the Strom thing, and then it's like okay, well, I mean we need an arm too. And then the Jansen thing comes. It's it's frustrating when other teams, especially um, you know teams in your division or teams in your league, make moves, and then there's no like. You know, there's 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 no move by there's no counter move by by the Red Sox. Okay, like this team did this, right? We got to match that. We got to do something. And you saw that today with Jansen, which is good. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Well, I feel like a a lot of times it feels like we are just late to the party. 
the best time to sign Xander Bogarts was before any other team was talking to him. You could have signed him for seven years, $150 million probably, and he probably would have taken that. Now it's going to cost you eight, nine years, $200 plus million. The best time to sign Mookie Betts was before 2018 instead of taking him to arbitration. And instead of having him win MVP, you couldn't sign him for eight years, $200 million. Same type of thing. You could avoid all this uh, right off the bat, which is what they need to do with Rafael Devers as well. Because there's a good chance this guy finishes in the top five for MVP in 2023. And that price tag is going to go from about $30 million a year to the 35 to $40 million range that we see with some of this elite talent. So I think, you know, the best business decision the best way you can save on a lot of these players is locking them up early. Lock up Brian Bayo. Lock up Tristan Cassis if you really believe yeah. in these guys. Do what the Atlanta Braves are doing. Mm. Really just fucking... Yeah, no, I agree. If you truly believe in a prospect, if you truly believe in a player, there's no better time than now because if they do what you think they're going to yeah. do, they're only going to make more money. Right. Exactly. Yep. I mean, that was the whole thing about this Bogart situation. That's the frustrating part is that it even got to this point. It got to the point where other teams are talking to him. Other teams are, you know, want to make offers on him. Um, that That's that's why it's been so frustrating is because of the point it's got to. Um, and that's hopefully it doesn't get hopefully this is a, a, a learning, um, you know, this is a learning curve here. Hopefully this is a point where you look and say, let's learn from this mistake with Bogarts and let's not do this with Devers because this is not the way to go about a star player and, and keeping him around. Um, I know we, we've talked about it before, but, you know, look at what the Braves have done with Acuna and Austin Riley and, and all those guys there. They've, they've locked them up. Um, that's what you have to do. And you're the Red Sox. You have the money. You have the ability to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's what they need to do going forward. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, one last topic here, the patch on the jersey, um, Mass Mutual. How do you guys feel about it? Get your takes on it. Yeah. Uh, really, I think more than the patch itself, I'm going to miss the John Hancock sign in center field. I yeah. get it's a whole, you know, um, competing competitor type of thing. Like when Pepsi was the sponsor, you couldn't have the Coke bottles also bring those back by the way. Um, So I'm going to miss the John Hancock sign more than I'm going to hate the uh, patches on the sleeve. I feel like I'm going to get used to it by the time March fucking June, July rolls around. So it's essentially null for me. I mean, it's a way just for every team to make more money. It was essentially inevitable. Uh, the only thing I want to keep here is don't put any logos in like center field or anything like that. Keep the field pure. Yeah, the field needs to be pure. 100%. Yeah. No, the field, I, I definitely agree. It needs to be pure. I think that's it would get a little ridiculous if you had, you know, advertisements, you know, on the actual field itself. Um, as for the patch, I mean, like you said, Jack, a lot of teams are doing it now. You're seeing it in the NBA, the NHL. Um, you know, they're putting patches on, you know, uh, on their jerseys and, you know, the, the one with the Red Sox, you know, on the sleeve, it doesn't look terrible, really, really doesn't. It's not like it's, you know, some, you know, massive patch that they're putting on the jersey where it looks ridiculous. I mean, it's pretty sleek. It's pretty slim. You know, I don't really think it's 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 all. Yeah, I, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't mind it that much. Like, I don't really I didn't really care about it until I found out the fucking CEO of Mass Mutual is a Yankee fan. And oh, honestly, shit yeah. like that, shit like that goes right up my fucking ass because you know he's just a rich cocksucker who does not care about fucking sports. He's just like, oh, right. I'm a Yankee fan because his fucking grandfather floated here from a fucking boat from Italy and like Joe DiMaggio. Get <laughs> fucked, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate people like that. How do you just sign a mega deal with the Boston Red Sox to be one of their uh, blue chip sponsors and then say, oh yeah, go Yankees? Like, dude, I wish nothing. The, but the signature worst. sponsor, signature. Yes. Exactly. On their fucking jerseys. Like, I wish nothing but the worst for you and your family and your kids, your grandkids, all of it. I hope they fucking get terrible grades in school. I hope they stub their toe every fucking day of the week. Step on fuck those. you and fuck them. That shit pisses me right fucking off. Right off. 
because you know he doesn't even care about sports. Yeah. He's just some rich piece of shit. Just being like, yeah, go Yankees. My, my grandfather, like Joe DiMaggio. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you. I'll fucking fold that guy like a lawn chair if I ever see him. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, that no, that pretty much uh, sums up that. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I, I never buy the like actual on-field jerseys anyways. I buy the fucking knockoffs from China yeah. that take three months to get to my doorstep. <laughs> so it's not you like this makes any difference from the anything that I'm buying. I'll see Mass Mutual on the patch. I'll probably never do business with them because I don't make enough money to do business with them. Um, <laughs> Same. You yeah, in low key. exactly. <laughs> like, it, Mass Mutual's a thing that exists for me. Like, it might as well spin. be, like, fucking visit Zimbabwe. Like, it might as well be a dad for that. Like, I'm not going to do it anyways. <laughs> uh, Jack is spitting tonight. Yeah. Might as well be an ad for AA. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Nah, but yeah, I, I agree. It's irrelevant to me. It's relevant to my life. Um, I, I if if it brings the Red Sox money, I'm all for it because hopefully they can use it on players. That's all that really matters. Yeah, exactly. That's all we care about. All we care about. Get, get these players in here. Sign Bogarts. Extend Devers. Yep. Uh, Shout out we to, lost uh, Thaddeus Ward in the Rule 5 draft of the Nationals. Yeah, everyone's Thaddeus. freaking out about that. I don't know. I don't really care. I, I'm surprised we didn't protect him. There's guys on this 40-man right now that uh, we're probably going to fucking eat eventually anyway. So yeah. um, I would have preferred to keep him. Am I really sad that <laughs> we're going to lose him? No. Am I sad that the Phillies picked Noah Song that hasn't pitched in professional ball in four years because he's in the military no uh apparently in the second round of the rule five draft we did take another pitcher from the yankees i know don't know a single goddamn thing about that but like i just love that we did that for the fifth straight year for the fifth straight year we took a pitcher from the yankees that is just such a like (laughs) dick in the fucking face move like <laughs> at this it. point, at this point, it, it's going to happen every year. I think it's like Heimbloom's signature. I think it's just yeah. like his mark. It's like in Home Alone and like when they leave the sinks on, except it's Heimbloom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, this is the this is a level 10 troll job by the Red Sox front office. Like five years in a row, taking a Yankees pitcher specifically is just hilarious. Yeah, it really doesn't get any better than that. No. Uh, yeah, speaking of that Rule 5 draft, we got a 22 Whitlock back. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. You're Whitlock's right. Got, he's got For now, until up. like some minor leaguer like uh, is like, oh, no, you used to wear number 22 back in high school. And then Garrett Whitlock's going to be like, ah, oh, no, I'll go back to 72. So I, yeah. <laughs> I know I did about it, but like, this, this is not set in stone. <laughs> Who the fuck did he take? Chris oh. Holland. Oh my God! What a disaster! Yeah, I think that yeah, might be. You never even fucking saw an any in the minor leagues. Like you took it in spring training. I think a, a, a twenty-two Whitlock might be the move this year. That might be the move. I know Jack's been. If, if he does, twenty-two is my favorite number. I will probably end up getting his jersey. That's all right. We can both get it. We can when both he get is it. successful as a starter. Yeah. Yeah, when? Yeah, you can both get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe I'll just get the seventy-two and look OG though. That's cool. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Well, maybe I won't get anything. Yeah, maybe we talks- can hold hands while wearing the matching Garrett Woodlock twenty-two <laughs> jersey. <laughs> the Red Sox don't sign Xander Bogarts then. At the bullpen. I, I won't be. <laughs> I won't be fucking wearing any jersey because I'll be uh, killed myself. So. <laughs> He's on a live. And You're himself. not gonna wear the Whitlock 22 jersey in your casket. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Maybe. That, that's specifically in my will. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think that I think that that's time to, for me to go to bed. To be honest with you. Yeah. Right. Uh, Xander Bogarts, the Sox, uh, eight years. 
195. I'm calling it. Eight one. All right, all right. Let's do some predictions. You said eight one ninety five. If that doesn't get it done, I don't know what will. Okay, I'll go seven one seventy seven. Ooh, I'm gonna go eight and two fifteen. That's okay. a lot. I like I it. Know. That will get it done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's not my money. I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> Peace. Everybody was kung fu They fought with